player two has entered the podcast. Yo, yo, welcome back, people, to player two has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, a.k.a. I got a bad flu this week. Please bear with me, y'all. And with me, as always, is my very healthy and very stable co-host with the co-most, Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. I have been so healthy this week, baby. So Can't healthy, say the baby. same for you. No. Bruh. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> Derek, it has been such a tough week for me. I think on Sunday I was in more pain than I've ever been in in my entire life. I seriously thought I had the Rona. I mean, one, because the person who screened me said I probably have the Rona, but also just because, like, it was intense. I was like, if that's what people are going through, to hell with this disease. Oh, yeah. Now, good news is I don't have the Rona. I did take a test and it took a couple of days to come back because I'm not the fucking president. Um, <laughs> but when I finally came back, it said negative. Of course, on the thing, it goes, some negative tests are actually positive. Some positive tests are actually negative. Fuck you. Right. So <laughs> I don't even really know. But the thing is, I'm still exhibiting flu-like symptoms, but it's not respiratory at least which means that I have less chance of passing it to my son and my wife, who, as I speak right now, thankfully, are still happy and healthy. But I have keep been keeping my distance from them. In fact, when we didn't know if it was Rona or not, I was secluded in my bedroom for days. I just didn't go out of the bedroom. I felt like I was in jail. It was terrible. Yeah, this is your second Rona scare, man. Yeah, and this was a pretty big one. And it just goes to show you, no matter how careful you are, like you can get sick out here. I'm pretty sure the way I got sick was somebody may have prepared like bad food for me or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And it just kind of lingered in my body and then activated. But whatever the case may be, it's been a rough week and I haven't got a whole lot done. I didn't stream a single scheduled day, so I won't have a whole lot to talk about as far as streaming. But it was a big week nonetheless. While I was fighting for my life, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, my Mario pins came in. Yay! Ooh, Yahoo! Yahoo! So my Mario limited edition 35th anniversary pins that I had to go on and do online things and prove that I bought the little game and they finally came through. I didn't even I wasn't even sure if they did because I couldn't. The website's so bad. You can't figure out like what you've ordered or see like a status on it. And my code that I got for getting all, all the stuff was like it said it was used. And I'm like, I, I hope it was used by me. Right. So it just showed up one day. You know, because I kept seeing people online go, mine came. And I'm like, well, where's mine? Right. Where's my pins, my precious pins? I haven't come yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the worst part is, is they came when I had no desire to come. Like that's <laughs> this week. All I was thinking about was, please stop hurting. Please stop hurting. Um, mm, mm, mm. And I tell you, man, like I was in pain like every single 10 minutes, like severe cramps, headaches. Like it was bad. Anyways, moving on from my, right. yeah, I'm glad I'm all right too. I'm, like I said, I'm sweating pretty bad right now. I'm just sitting here in front of the computer, like trying to hold it together and I will. And after I'm done, I will probably edit this maybe 10 minutes at a time, but we'll get this episode out for you loyal fans today because you guys are the real MVPs and we care about you. Hell yeah. So I feel like I'm missing something though. Wasn't there some kind of other big news that happened this week? Something political, maybe. Oh, yeah, well, uh, oh, there's yeah. That, that whole election thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Trump lost. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we all, we, we definitely like it. Biden won. That's less cool, but 
byproduct of Trump losing, I suppose. Right. <laughs> and if anybody out there on the left is listening and they're planning on going back to brunch, put put your shit down because it's not going to be okay. We need to make sure that his neoliberalism doesn't lead us into another neo-fascist for the next term, like what happened last time. You stupid motherfuckers. Oh, my God. But I'm done arguing for politics for a while. You know what I mean? I'm going to sit back and just watch what he does and criticize it. But honestly, this election may have been a dream come true for a centrist that is beholden to corporate ties because he didn't even win a Senate majority. So anything he doesn't get done, he can just blame on Mitch McConnell. And Mitch will happily take that because he is 100% that Mitch. So. Well, we'll see how it goes. But for now, I feel like the gaping wound that was America has been stitched up a little bit. You know what I mean? We've yeah. we've stopped hemorrhaging at this point. Maybe we can kind of find some solid ground. Maybe get ahead of this fucking virus or at least not be so embarrassed by it. Yeah. Every other nation on this earth has figured this shit out but us. And it's it's sad. So. Yeah. And maybe all these neo-Nazis can go back into hiding. <laughs> And the Proud Boys can stand back and stay back. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm, I'm, some people are amusing that the Republican Party might split into two again, and, and we'll see how that goes. Mm. I don't know. I think that anytime you stamp something like this out, it, it's going to kind of fight the hardest to survive at the very end, and we're going to see a lot of pushback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what this last four years has been, has been a lot of pushback. I think we've been trending towards the elimination of proud boys for a long time and i think they just don't like it and you know what i get it but at the same time fuck off so right speaking of fucking off actually that's a terrible segue how are your pickups this week (laughs) oh man uh you know nothing too crazy but i did pick up a prophet of truth halo Mm -hmm. figure Mm -hmm. you know those nasty little old guys that ran the covenant and Uh i've already uh tweeted out and Put it on my Instagram and everything. So if you want to check it out, you know where to go. eBay.com slash STR slash Gamer Goodies and more. And you can check that out and add it to your cart and do all that good stuff. And it will be sent to you post haste. Post haste. Post Next day air with care. Next day air. <laughs> Just don't and order a burger. Derek personally. <laughs> <laughs> Derek personally kisses the cheek of every single toy that he, he sends to you. That way it comes with love. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Yes. Anyways, uh, are these characters like particularly rare? I've never, I mean, I'm not really big in the Halo. You know this. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen the toy before. Mm. So. But you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. To me, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Prophet of Truth. I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, you Halo fans out there, get on it. Get yeah. down on it. Get on it. So, get on it. As I had mentioned before, pretty sick. So I didn't do a whole lot of gaming. I did no streaming. I did play one single game, and I guess you could say it was my comfort game this week, when I felt calm enough to pull it out for like, I don't know, like 20 minutes or so, I would play Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. So that's the only game I played this week, and I played a few hours of it, and was just kind of questing to try to find the rest of the shrines that I never unlocked. And I found some interesting ones. Mainly there were shrines where that like bird is playing nearby, you know, like, mm-hmm. and he's like, would you like to hear my tale? And then he says some weird shit like, you got to like, in order to open this shrine, you got to make like a tree and leaf. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? Mm. So I found a weird shrine where like I had to get naked and stand on the tile during a blood moon. And I was like, this is satanic. <laughs> I don't like Satan. 
Yeah, and there's another one, of course. This one I've already had, but this one always stands out as a weird one. There's one where you have to wait until the shadow, the the shadow of a tower hits the platform you're standing on, and then you have to shoot the sun. I always like that one. But there's all these little weird ways to get shrines to pop up out of the ground in that game, and uh, kudos for creativity, and kudos to those who actually track down all those shrines, because it takes time, dude. Like, I mean, I feel like... What was there, like 130 shrines in that game? Yeah, something, something crazy. I feel like the first 80 you can find pretty easily through normal gameplay, and it's those last few that you're like, okay, I got to dig for these, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I think that's by design. I think it's just to give you a little post-game stuff to do, because honestly, you don't have to do all the shrines to to be comfortable enough to beat the game. Like, my little Linky, he's a beast. I even did the, uh, I mean, we talked about this before, I did the challenge where, you know, you upgrade the Master Sword all the way to 60, and what a big help that's been. I see a Lionel, and I'm like, come get this Master Sword, Lionel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. Mm-mm. But you've been playing a bit this week. What you been getting into? Yeah, so as you all know, I got Trails of Cold Steel 4, and yeah. I've still been playing that. Loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I tried out Hollow Knight because it's free on PlayStation Plus, and while I see that it's a good game, it is not mm-hmm. for me. It is hard, as you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, No, I didn't want to. I don't want to, mommy. (laughs) What did you think about, um, because this is one of the things that always strikes me about that game and why I really like it. What did you think about the ambiance and the music? and like? Oh, that that was great. Yeah. Right? That's fantastic. It's a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. Even with its limited color palette and design, they do a really good job with the tools they've given themselves, so to speak, as far as like the art aesthetic. Yeah, the characters are cool looking too. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, let's see, a couple of demos I played this week. New mm-hmm. Super Lucky's Tale, mm. which is actually a very competent platformer, and yeah, I find myself wanting to purchase it. So cool. You may hear me talking about that in later episodes. But Maybe that'll the, be your very first Xbox Series X game, or what, what's the new Xbox called? Series X. Okay, yeah, I got it right. Yeah. Yes, gamer gamer cred retained. Oh yeah. Mm. Or the or you can get the Series S. Fuck that shit. Series <laughs> yeah. X. Mm. Yeah, and probably the biggest demo that I played was Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Now, I love Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 3 was trash, but we're going to forego that for now. Uh, You know what? I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I had fun playing Kingdom Hearts 3, but it definitely wasn't the same kind of fun I had playing 1 and 2. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I heard that Melody of Memory was going to have story content Mm -hmm. and that it was also a rhythm game, Mm-hmm. I was I was I was done. But then I played the demo. <laughs> and you and were oh like, Kingdom God. Hearts Mom is the best. Yeah, I was like, they're gonna make me buy this damn game. I am not going to purchase it new because I am not gonna give them the satisfaction or the money. Yeah, fuck your square. They're not allowed to do this, okay? They did enough of that by splitting the story of the previous games into fifteen games on eight systems. No thank you. Speaking I'm of systems, which it. systems is uh Cage Mom on? Uh do Switch, PS4, and Xbox. And the demos on all three systems? I believe. I'm not sure about that. I just know it's on PS4. Okay. I have to check that out. I kind of want to play it too. Yeah. it's. It, I mean, it's it's dope. If you ever played uh, the At Rhythm Final Fantasy. I haven't. I kind of want to play that too. Oh, dude, man. It's so cute. It's so fun. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I might have a copy, so I might have to let you borrow it. But do oh, you have I a 3DS? That. I do. I do. Um, okay. You know what? I don't want to interrupt you talking about your game, so I'm let you yeah, finish. No, but remind me to talk about 3ds's and stuff here in a second, because that's something I need to say. A little PSA for people out there. Okay, cool. Well, I'm done. So go ahead. Oh, and okay, talk about okay, that. okay. So, 
Um, one thing I've been neglecting to do, and I think this really applies to people who are collectors or just want to have that system for when they want to play it, like say, like we're talking about now, I got to dust off my 3DS. The batteries in your old systems, your Game Boy Advance, your Vita, your PSP, your 3DS, your 2DS, you want to have a dedicated charge station for those systems. And you want to like set a calendar reminder or a timer every six months, charge those bad boys up. Because if you let those batteries go too long without charging, like a few years, and man, those years are easy to roll by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, the batteries are going to be destroyed, and then when you try to go back, you're going to get little to no battery life. So mm-hmm. do yourself a favor. Take some time out today. Go grab all your side systems. Charge them all up. Set a timer for six months from now, and do them shits again. And that way, yeah. you'll have them ready for the next time you either want to resell them, and they're, they're, they're still good and working, or if your friend loans you a really awesome Final Fantasy Rhythm game, you're going to be yeah. ready to take it on. You got to get your side pieces ready for action, baby. You got to get them <laughs> and ready to resell. <laughs> it's a pimp named Slickback. Hell yeah. Yes, you got to say the whole thing. Yes, every time. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, pimps and side pieces, what you got for gaming news? Oh, gaming news. We have so much news. I'm, I know I'm on see. it with the segues this week, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're killing it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, everyone remembers the Marvel Avengers game that Square Enix came out with. I believe it was in August? Marvel's Anthem? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Marvel's Anthem. Well, they just reported that that game lost them $63 million. No shit. Yeah. No, it's 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 bad. And I, I was one of the people that was holding out hope. Because when it first came, uh, the trailers first dropped, they were like, these characters are ugly. I was like, yeah, they're ugly. But I mean, the game could be funny, you know. Clearly, they've seen Marvel Spider-Man. They they, sh- they know how to make a good game. They make these Tomb Raider games. They're pretty sweet. But nope. You know what those characters remind me of? What? Do you do you remember the movie Spaceballs? Mm-hmm. Do you remember <laughs> that scene where they go to try to catch them, and they catch them right after an action scene, and he's like, these aren't them. These are their stunt doubles. Oh, yeah. Not the, the- stunt doubles for the image. <laughs> exactly. Because they look so similar in color design to the MCU they didn't differentiate in them enough in the, in the design room. They they just like look like funky stunt doubles to me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's always the scene I think of when I see those characters. They're gross, especially Captain yeah. America. Get the fuck out of here. Right, and I think they where Square Enix messed up was where they made it a games as a service. Yeah, that thing was like designed with cynicism from the from the get go. Yeah, I think Crystal like, Dynamics had yeah, like let, let, let's go ahead and fuck this up. Crystal Dynamics had a good game there, and you can tell like in some of the like in like the demo. Right. Mm-hmm. When, when you're going through the beginning and you're doing all the action set pieces, that's actually kind of fun. And there are yeah. little moments throughout the game that are like that. But they they chopped and screwed that game. Something fierce. Yeah, not in a good way. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Some more money news. Pokemon mm-hmm. Go has made one billion dollars in 2020. Money, 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 money. It's cra- that's so crazy, man. One billion dollars. Off a mobile game. So, we were talking about this before. I find it ironic, just a little too ironic, that Pokemon Go is designed to get people up out their houses. And the year it makes this much money, the year it just fucking breaks bank, is the year that nobody can leave their house. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're finally like, okay, okay, you can play it in your house. Right, I kind of need yeah. to, you know, is my, my son's at peak imagination right now, and why I haven't busted out Pokemon Go for him yet, I don't know. I kind of need to. Because him seeing little augmented Pokemon around our house, because we don't have to leave or whatever in order to catch him, 
would probably mm. really light up his day. Oh, I'm going to yeah. try that experiment this week. I'll, I'll get back with you next week on how that works out. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, in other news involving money and games, money, Super money, Mario money, money, All-Stars <laughs> sold 5.21 million, uh, million copies in under two weeks. Some people got to have it. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, I still see so many copies at the store. Right from their brother. Some people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> just really getting into the song now. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we we knew. We knew it was going to be a big seller. But the yeah. fact that they made so many and said that it was going to be a limited run up through March had it had us all thinking, you know, they're, they're going to make like a million of these things and that's it. But yeah. they sold five times as much, and it's probably five times as much still in the stores. Oh, yeah. No, or five times they, as many. The con that they pulled on scalpers is legendary. And oh, it's yeah. going to make a lot of them a bit gun shy and good. Mm-hmm. Fuck scalpers. Yep. Seriously. Like that. Yep. I feel like if on the reseller coin, like what you do, the dark side of what you do is scalping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of these guys, I think, started out like you. Like, I'm going to resale and I'm going to do this. And they learn the trade. And then they just go to the dark side and they screw people over. Yeah. I'm you not, I, mean? I, I am determined not to go to the dark side. Vicky tried to get me to go to the dark side. <laughs> she was like, you should just get like three PS5s and sell them for $1,500 a piece. Vicky's we need like, money. <laughs> Vicky's like that Kermit meme. You're like, yeah. I, will not, I will not buy these just to resell them. And then, mm-hmm. and then Vicky's like, do it, though. Right. <laughs> Same thing with the Switch when uh when COVID first hit and the Switches started to like don't get me wrong, I did sell me a couple switches for over retail, but I didn't buy them brand new from the store. I already had them or I purchased them second hand. Yeah. But And yeah. to be fair to Vicky, I don't think that um I you know, I would give her the benefit of the doubt because I'm sure she doesn't actually like you know, she's not in the business where she can look and go, Oh, I see why that might be a problem. Right. Yeah, I'm sure once you explain it to her, like, no, hey, that's evil. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like for a lot of us who know, especially when we know like scarcity, especially with Nintendo, mm-hmm. and Nintendo was acting like they didn't know for the longest time. And I still think it's bullshit that they're even doing the limited release. But now I'm thinking that part of that was to draw out scalpers or to ensure that they sold a certain number of units. And whatever, man, do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. I was like, gotta get me one. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. The last bit of money news in the game. Money, 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 money. We talked last week about EA being fined for their FIFA Ultimate Team packs. Yeah, very briefly. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And more in depth, uh, we find that uh, the court in the Netherlands fined them $10 million or 10 million euros, which mm-hmm. equals out to $5,590,874.58 US. Nice. Yeah. So. They're, they're, yeah, they're in the shit. Even though that's probably a drop in the bucket to them, honestly. But yeah, but you know what no, EA does not like to do? Pay money. Hemorrhage money. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so. What, what they're probably doing now is they're weighing how long can we can we fight this battle and be okay to lose this money? Because they're, they're, I think the way it applies is they lose money like every week that they keep them in. Mm-hmm. And they're also saying, okay, if we keep them in, how many people are actually buying them? Are we making enough money to offset the money we have to pay? So right. they're 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 probably looking at a few angles. They're not looking at, of course, the morality angle because if they were, they wouldn't be doing it in the first place. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I shed no tears for EA, just like I shed no tears for any large publisher like Take Two that 
takes advantage of gamers. So yeah, and here's a here's a little paraphrasing of a quote that they say. They said, uh, "Many players in our community have enjoyed the FIFA Ultimate Team packs, and we don't think that it's gambling." Blah 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 blah. Oh, uh, mm. we don't like it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, let's talk. Bullshit. Yeah, I was like, oh, really? People have really been enjoying having to pay money to yeah. get team packs like no people don't enjoy that shit every year man on my birthday uh my wife bakes me this big cake mm-hmm. and then she cuts random pieces out of the cake right <laughs> and then she like hides them in boxes all over the house and in order to get inside the boxes i have to give her ten dollars and i right. love it you love, I love it. it you love it it's yeah. the best no take the thing that i want and chop it up and only give me part of it and then sell me the rest later yeah. it's like an easter egg ransom all the time yeah no it's great yeah. All right. Let's see. Moving on from money news. Money, 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 money. We got some GameStop shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. GameStop shenanigans. All right. So, GameStop in the news a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do. Uh, we did report before that Microsoft struck a deal with them, and it seems that they are taking that to heart. As they've moved all their Xbox merchandise up to the front of the store, <laughs> a space that was previously occupied by Switch, mm-hmm. uh, Switch merchandise. Yeah, and it's I actually more spoke. In demand. Yeah, I uh, spoke with one of the employees. This is like the exact conversation. It's like, oh, okay, I see what you guys did there. Moved all your Xbox stuff up front. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you know, when uh, Microsoft is like, hey, we'll give you two billion dollars. You better believe we're moving that shit up front. Money, 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 money. Exact conversation. Um. Oh yeah. So GameStop apparently now is only going to be displaying the top 100 games in their store. Now, what this means for you is that when you walk into a GameStop store and you want to find that random JRPG that nobody knows about, you're going to have to ask the employees if they have it, and they will look behind the counter. And this basically takes away the only charm of walking into a retail store. It's exactly. Finding, yeah, it's finding that random thing that you didn't know you wanted. Mm-hmm. And no, now, my yeah. Um, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, well, all I was, was going to say is that literally is my favorite thing about walking to a brick and mortar. I like to go in and discover and like look at all the different games and go, oh, "I never heard of this. What's this thing?" And then Google it and go, "Oh, this is great. I should get it." <laughs> so right. yeah, yeah. So that sucks, especially for me because sometimes I'm looking for like really specific stuff and i don't their website is trash and their app is trash mm-hmm. and so i don't want to go on there and have to look at to see where i can find the stuff but it is what it is they're just making a lot of decisions that don't make any sense but they're digging their own graves so whatever yeah. who am i yeah and the final piece of gamestop shenanigans mm. gamestop corporate issued a tiktok dance challenge <laughs> where every store mandatory Mm. has to have their team do a dance on tiktok and whoever wins guess what the prize is uh let's see they don't have to ask for pre-orders for a month no hell no (laughs) the prize is 10 labor hours for the week of black friday oh my gosh so let's talk about this the prize for winning this dance contest is more hours for your store to sell more stuff to make mm-hmm. the company more money. Mm-hmm. And that just, that's asinine. Yeah. That is asinine. As no, it, it goes to show you that, you know, you can 
get so much money from Microsoft and that may keep you afloat, but a bad business is a bad business and GameStop execs are just nowhere in tune with their employees or their customer base for that matter. Yeah, and it's like, just give the stores the hours. Yeah. Like one store out of their thousands of stores gets an extra 10 hours. One. And I'm sure like it's it's set up and calculated to be that way no matter what and they just want to like see who's most enthusiastic or who's who's willing to kiss kiss the most ass but right i mean i don't know who needs to hear this if you're out there and you work for gamestop that shit's not going to turn into a career that shit's over okay you're on life support you're on microsoft 2 billion dollar life support right like and you think Microsoft, you know, once they put all this investment in and the company goes under, is they're going to keep it going as the Microsoft store or something? No, they're going to chop that shit up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're, this, I'm telling you, like, they're already trying to edge out used games here and there, and they're doing a pretty good job of it. And pretty soon, all GameStop is going to have is toys and plushies. And again, shit you can buy online, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, and another uh, prize is a hundred dollar, I believe it's Amazon gift card, but not for the employees, mm-hmm. for the general manager. Oh, for the GM, huh? Yeah. So if there's that's... anybody that could use an extra hundred dollars to give to Jeff Bezos, it's the GM. Exactly. So that's 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 nuts. Um, that's the see. guy that probably actually gets paid a living wage, <laughs> right? Oh uh, God. boy. Uh, so a couple more things before I move on into the juicy bits of the. PS5 stuff. Juicy, juicy. Yeah, we got, some... <laughs> <laughs> we got some. Juicy, juicy. <laughs> Ain't that long? <laughs> I swear that song. Bring that news song. back, back, back. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got our first gameplay trailer for Melina. Mm, speaking along... of juicy. Yeah, and alongside mm. that, we got mm. a collaboration with Megan Thee Stallion in a cosplay ad. Mm. She is Melina. Mm. And she is a nice looking, yes. Yeah, she's yeah. Megan I mean, D. Stallion. We we had an argument about her booty before, but I think I may have won that argument. Yeah, and I hereby retracted my statement that she does indeed not have too much. No, she's got just the right amount. In fact, give her more. I don't care. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, and I that, mean, the makeup that they did on her oh, yeah, yeah, mouth yeah. is ridiculous. Like, if you get a chance to look that up, uh, listeners, you should. I mean, just from, like, a fan of cosplay. I've been really getting into cosplay lately. I've been following a lot of, like, local cosplayers and then, like, anime groups and stuff. And I'm really fascinated by people who can pull off decent cosplay. Like, it's really... I just think it's, like, the ultimate form of fandom, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've been dabbling in it a little bit. Obviously, everybody saw it. Like, I got a, a lot of decent likes with my Spider-Verse picture. And I was sharing, you know, like, the stuff I did at Gen Con last year with Ben, with the Pokemon costumes and stuff. It's good times, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, cosplayers are dope. And their community is so positive. Yeah. And it takes... They're always takes, so supportive and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of work, too. I, I don't see how mm-hmm. they do it. They have to get paid. Yeah. I, I met this... do without getting paid. Yeah, I, I met this guy at Gen Con who dressed as Joker. I got a picture with him. His arson was being worked on. His mom built his costume and his arson costume. I guess his arson was being worn by his friend or whatever. Oh, like it Persona was, 5 arson? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, it was huge and elaborate. And I'm like, dude, you have the best mom. <laughs> like, and, uh, Can like, we trade? <laughs> right? Oh, God, if only. <laughs> um that's that's a little personal tidbit I don't really want to get into right now. Suffice to say, my mom right. and I do not get along. Yeah. Um, but which makes me pretty stereotypical white, actually. 
No, which, yeah, I guess. Yeah, can you, can you imagine if I was black? I would be judged left and right. Even my wife didn't get it. When I remember when I first met my wife, and I was explaining to her about my family, and I was like, I was trying to warn her about my mom, and she's like, "Oh, we're gonna be friends," because to her there was she didn't have a concept of not being close with your family, right? Right. That just doesn't exist in her family, and I get it; it's a cultural thing. And I was like, you know, hey, I'm not gonna stop you. Good luck. Give it a shot. I'm just letting you know that, you know, she will throw you under the bus. Mm -hmm. And she most certainly did. And at this point, my wife finally gets it. And she will regularly and unconditionally cut my mom off if she acts out of line. She's like, well, I'm not getting any texts from her anymore. Hit block. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to be the guy that said I told you so because I get where you were coming from. But if you don't know, you just don't know. Like, it, I would like to think that there are some bonds that are stronger you know, than anything. And the bond between a mother and child can be that. But some people just don't get so lucky when they roll the dice for parents, man. Yeah. Well, so it's unfortunate. Little side family rant. Anyways. Right. New, new segment. Mom trade. <laughs> mom swap. <laughs> mom swap. <laughs> can you make meatloaf? My mom used to make the bomb ass meatloaf. Yeah. I can make scallop potatoes sold. Right. <laughs> can you make me anything, mom? New mom. <laughs> Okay, so PS5 news. Mm. It has been reported that the PS5 will not support expandable SSD. Well, will not have expandable SSD compatibility at launch. Okay. Yeah. Which is not really that big of a deal because I feel like expanding a system with an SSD is already pretty complicated. I mean, I know I know a lot of streamers who've done it with their PS4s and it takes some doing. And the fact that they're kind of adding in the at launch, you know, mm -hmm. maybe maybe we'll be all right. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like gamers make a bigger deal about this stuff than they need to. Because what are you going to yeah. do? You're going to buy every single launch game and install it on your PS5 mm -hmm. and play them all at the same time? Well, but the okay, so the SSD actually takes the, the solid state drive takes the place of the hard drive. Right. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this would have to do with your storage space as well. Right. And you had mentioned the storage space was, I know we're going to talk about this and the Xbox, but what was the storage space defined as for the PS5? On the box, it says 8, I think it's 8.25 8. 8. or 8 terabytes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Or no, oh. mm. 8 point, 825 gigabytes. 800 yeah. gigabytes. I was going to say yeah. 8 terabytes. Is actually yeah, no, no, no. Not, not yeah, that's, that's quite a bit. 825 gigabytes. <laughs> okay. What you're actually getting after the OS and everything for the system is used, mm. you're getting 667 gigabytes worth of storage to now, put your games on. We're bouncing all over because I know you had a lot of system specific news, but uh, this is intriguing me, and I know mm -hmm. that you've you've read up on this, so I'm glad we we got you on here to talk about it. So you had mentioned that PS4 games can be played from an external hard drive on the PS5, meaning that you could store those games on the external hard drive, not an external SSD, obviously. Right. And you could play them. But does that mean because they're not downloaded locally onto the SSD that their load times will be back to being large? Uh, I do believe so, yes. Okay. So you can get more space, but you sacrifice the decreased load times if you don't have them on the actual SSD. Right. And you can copy PS5. You can save PS5 games onto an external hard drive. You just but can't you play to, from... Right. You have to copy it back onto the system if you want to play it. I understand. Okay. Which to me doesn't make sense. Like if you're going to spend the time transferring a PS5 game to a hard drive just to have to transfer it back, just delete it and re-download it, you know? Right. The, the only, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm excited to see what, 
like actual download speeds. Like when I go to the PlayStation store and I download a game, how long is it going to take to download? Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. long is it going to take for my game to install when I put a disc in? Mm. Like that's, that's what I'm excited for. Cause this, all this two hour, three hour bullshit. Yeah. Shit is over son. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, when you get, like, a new game, and you're like, well, if I want to be able to play this when I get off work tonight, better start downloading it at 9 a.m. Right. Yeah, so I totally get that. Uh, we talked about the storage capacity for the PS5. Mm -hmm. uh, Xbox Series X, after all said and done, you will have 802 gigabytes worth okay. of storage. It's around the same same amount. Okay. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't know what good that does you with no games to play. Oh! Oh! Baby! Bam! <laughs> Oh, no, that was just a little shot at the Xbox, guys, but honestly, I'm pretty sure you destroyed the mic. You might want to lean no. back away when you scream at it next time. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I could probably oh, fix it. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, just be like this. Oh, baby. Let me see. I kind of skipped a couple of things because, like you said, we're bouncing around a little bit. Yeah, so there was a website called Customize My Plates that was making customizable face plates for the PS5. Mm -hmm. Sony, of course, pursued legal action. Mm. and caused them to have to cancel all their orders and shut their site down entirely. Because wow. they did have, I forget what the name was before, but it was kind of mm. like a pun on PlayStation. And then mm. they changed their name thinking that that would, you know, make it fine. Nope. Sony was like, nope, you don't get to do that. We uh, have a patent on all this shit, so wow. shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah, which either leads us to believe that Sony will be coming out with their own that will cost too much money or that they just don't want anybody else messing with their stuff. Which, you know, yeah, you know, I get it. But, you know, it's kind of sad. Third party stuff is like that is pretty cool. You hate to see it. But let's see. Miles Morales news. So I've got two conflicting reports on the game length. IGN says that the game is seven to ten hours long. And GameSpot says that the game is 11 to 15 hours long. Either way, I'm fine. But I really need these people to get their shit together. Who's right? Who's wrong? I don't know. We'll find out when the game comes out next week. Speaking of IGN, they reviewed the PS5 and the Xbox One, and they just so happened to both receive an 8, which mm. I... That's, I, that's so IGN. Yeah. I, 8 out of 10. Too much water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, guys. You, you know. You know. I mean, if we're going from, I guess, strictly a system standpoint, and they're basing it off the system then I can see probably the Xbox etching out the PS5 just in sheer terms of power. But if we're talking about games and we're throwing that in there, you got to give it to the PS5. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? got to give it at least a 9. But, you know. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, and I, one advantage I've been hearing, because there's an embargo, I think, on a lot of, like, play between the two, although I think that's being lifted now. But one of, one of the things I heard this week was, the design of each box. So with the Xbox, you get all those huge circles leading directly to the fan above, mm -hmm. just ripe for crayons. All uh, right. So, so keep your kids and or certain adults away from the top of that system. Oh yeah, you know what's uh sorry, you know what's crazy oh. about the the Series X is you know the yeah. top vent and it's green. Mm. That's not a light. That's like mm. a painted thing. Mm. And I was like, oh man, that was really dope. If yeah. it was a light. But now it's just it's like an accented paint that they have on there. So it's always going to look like that. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, it's what are you going to do? Thing. Yeah, it's a small thing. But, yeah, it's it's easy to collect dust and all that. And then with the PS5, of course, you have that dust collector tray or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they have specific points that you can vacuum on a regular basis. 
where the dust is going to collect, where you can get most of it out. Yeah. So they seem to be a lot more concerned about the longevity of the system and that it's free and clear to work properly, which I think is good. Yeah. Here's another thing that I neglected to mention in our uh, notes. Uh, Best Buy had a PS5 kiosk set up and it overheated, mm. which in itself, you know, sounds really bad. But when you see how they had it set up, you're like, oh, well, of course it overheated. It's in like this acrylic box and there's no airflow whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it's left on for hours and hours and then it overheated. Of course, if you do that with the Xbox Series X, the same thing's going to happen. If you do that with a PS2, it's probably going to happen. So... That's just another case of people making news out of absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. which you hate to see. But you know that's how that's how gaming outlets are nowadays, man. They just anything they take it and they run with it. But we try not to do that here. And mm-hmm. some actual factual news is in our last bit of news. Sony announced that there will be no in-store PS5 sales on launch day. Mm. Which is a blessing and a curse because mm. I was thinking maybe I could sneak in and grab one at some, mm. you know, random Meyer out in yeah. the docks. But yeah. that won't mm. be the case. Uh, they said it's to prevent the spread of COVID-19, which good on them. Yeah. 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 But you will, however, be able to buy a PS5 on launch day. You'll just have to do it at your retailer's online store. Mm. Now, Walmart has posted times that they will have the ps5 available for sale online mm-hmm. on november 12th you can check out you can google that and check out what times they are i think it's like 9 a.m 12 p.m so on and so forth but yeah uh my uh buddy had this whole plan to camp out and buy all types of supplies and i was like well you gotta throw that plan out the window man because you, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to do it which is good mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of saving people from themselves and you know i just want to say along those lines with coronavirus and everything and, and how the year's been going we're talking about a luxury item that we don't need. We're talking about a toy, okay? Yeah. And I'm excited to get mine. I'm I feel fortunate that I'm in the position to have, you know, saved up enough money to to get it. They they finally just charged the card that I saved the money to out of like my separate, you know, fun spending money account. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that have lost work or work's been pretty shaky. They're struggling and I want to say, "Hey, it's not that big a deal if you don't get it right away." getting systems at launch i think is like the the highest privilege and i feel very privileged but i don't think that if you don't get it right away that you're going to miss out on anything it'll still be there when you're ready so don't stress yourself out about it enjoy the last bit of the year enjoy the holidays be with your family be safe and when you're ready that ps5 will come to you yeah it'll be there. that's right it'll be there for you the crazy thing is this i've never owned a console at launch either and this is the first time that i would have been able to and I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit overrated. I, my, my my friend, Tim, who you've met, Tim Owens, he usually always gets them at launch because, again, he's he's very blessed. He has a really good job and he's able to, you know, he has the, the ability to do that type of thing. And it's always cool for when he comes over to visit or I'll go visit him and check out and play with his new toys and stuff. He's the first person to get like a PSVR. Uh, but even he'll tell you like. You know, it's not the most necessary thing in the world because anything you get at launch is going to be at its low, lowest install and support level, right? Mm-hmm. So you you tinker around with the toys a bit and then you just move on, right? right. And usually you don't pick it back up until those those titles start rolling in. So mine will probably get heavy use thanks to Miles Morales in the beginning. Maybe a little bit of the internal tools so I can play around with that haptic feedback feature on the controller. Yeah. Because I know they're going to have like some sort of demo game they'll pack it in with. Astro's Playroom. I saw the right. demo. It actually was really dope. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'll be checking that out. Um, and then, you know, Cyberpunk will come up. But again, Cyberpunk's coming out on all those systems. And it'll be just as good as on PS4 and, you know, current Xbox and PC and all that. So yeah. actually might be a little better on PC, depending on your setup. So yeah. uh, don't worry about it too much. Yeah. Well, that is gaming news. And Ooh. Michael, I've got one thing I just want to ask you. Switch really? this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. This burning question that's been boiling deep in my bowels. The answer is yes, Derek. It's always been yes. Yes. What's your feeling? Oh, this week, I'm feeling Rick and Morty season four. Oh, yeah, Morty. Rick. Hey, Rick. Rick. Oh, Rick. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Rick and Morty. A hundred more episodes. Rick and Morty. Just doing whatever <laughs> we please. Rick and Morty random. We don't have to be boxed in by a narrative, Rick and Morty. We can go on so many different. Yeah, yeah. You tell him. You tell him, yeah. Morty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you tell him. <laughs> uh, so we yeah. dropped on. <laughs> I wish I could burp on command like he can. <laughs> I, I would get in so much trouble with my wife, probably. She hates the way he sounds. <laughs> she can't get past it. I'm like, oh, this beautiful comedy is being ruined for you because he burps sometimes when he's drunk. All right. He's drunk a lot less in, in later seasons, though, I've noticed. You can tell when he's drunk. I didn't know this was a tick until I until he wasn't drunk. But like, if he doesn't have any spittle on his mouth and he's not burping a lot, he's not drunk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, season four dropped on HBO Max and, and Hulu, you tell me, yeah. which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. I've been watching on HBO Max, and it's just as good as it ever was. They have not lost their stride yet. It's dumb and irreverent, but it has this really good rhythm, and it takes you on this adventure. And I, I loved it because clips started to come out from season four. You know how those channels on Facebook will just steal clips and go, he really thought he could get away with this. And then you just watch like... 20 minutes of a show they stole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing like, you know, out of context clips of Rick and Morty and being like, how did they ever get there? And then you see the whole episode. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I get it now. So <laughs> that's been kind of interesting to piece that together for those who are fans. It's out there and it's waiting for you to stream. So if you haven't seen season four already, or if you haven't seen any of the show, go check out seasons one through four. It's a great ride. Yeah. <laughs> should do a, do a tiny tiny turkey tiny cabbage put it in your tiny mouth little bits right <laughs> there's get so much shit improv together summer yeah yeah get your get, get your, your shit together shit in a little bag you, and put just... it together <laughs> there's so much improv in that show which usually kills american comedy but they make it work so well i think it's because they animate around their bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah. but yeah let me uh let me return the favor man uh, and ask you sir what you feeling? I'm feeling Chappelle Show, Chappelle Show, Chappelle Show, Chappelle Show, Chappelle Show. Let's start the review. <laughs> Man, Chappelle Show is back on Netflix. Mm. And I gotta say, I love it just as much. Some of these sketches have not aged very well. Dare mm. I say, some of them aren't even funny. Mm. But. I will say that it still has maintained that charm that it had when I was in seventh and eighth grade. And I don't know if that's saying a lot because yeah. I was a child. Yeah, I was in I was in college, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just drives home how the age difference there. But yeah, no, yeah. I, it was all the rage in college. We loved it. Yeah, I mean, I just Rick James, the Prince sketch. Mm-hmm. I just remember going to school the next day and literally saying word for word everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because you watched. You only were able to watch it once, mm-hmm. and you remembered everything. And that's what I think the show's greatest strength was just the memorability of it. 
it wasn't the first comedy sketch show ever, but it did break a lot of ground. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it'll forever be remembered as just like a window into Dave Chappelle's genius. Mm-hmm. And a genius, he's only refined, you know, years and years on. Even even after taking a break, he comes back like he never left. So yeah, yeah. mad respect for Dave Chappelle for yeah, sure. You love him, one of the funniest in the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dylon. so Chappelle show, yeah, Chappelle yeah. show. Top, top rappers are Dylon, 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 Dylon. Because I spit hot fire, hot fire. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the younger viewers aren't going to get a lot of the references in mm-hmm. the show. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. going to be like, "Who's Dylon?" Dylon. <laughs> like, well, honey, that was a show from called Making the Band from the year two thousand. <laughs> That's one hundred percent Cambodian, Ooh. y'all. Mm. Mm. I want to find us of breast milks. Yeah. What's the real world? Right. Mad real. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It's mm. it definitely shows its age, but you know, it's 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 a classic. It is what it is. Uh mm. let's see. Clayton Bixby, still one of the funniest sketches ever. Woo. I love how he in- <laughs> I don't know if you remember how he introduced that sketch, but it was like my like the audience is like, what the fuck are we about to watch? He goes, Yeah, man, I made this sketch. I showed it to a friend of mine, and he looked at me like I said. Black people back like 50 years. Yeah. So now I'm going to show it to you. I'm like, oh, no. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Oh, but yeah, so good. Uh, Chappelle show on Netflix. Check it out. If you haven't seen it, check it out. If you have seen it, it's going to bring back a lot of good memories or it's going to make you some new ones. Yeah, man. Put that shit in autoplay this weekend and enjoy. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, I can't tell if it's just a wave of energy or if I'm finally on the mend, but I'm feeling a little pumped up. I'm feeling a little bit like. Asking for a challenge? <gasps> Derek X Mike Anime Challenge this week. Believe yeah. it. We're doing episodes <laughs> 19 through 21 of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and episode 7 of Berserk. Derek, I gotta ask you, episode 7 of Berserk, what's happening? Oh man, episode 7. So, previous episode, they took a beating from Nosferatu Zod and this episode, they're kind of looking their wounds. Mm. Uh, the nobles of the kingdom, I forget what the kingdom's called. Uh, Midland. Uh, Midland, yeah. Yeah, the nobles of the kingdom of Midland are talking mad shit about and to Guts and about Griffith. Mm. And Guts is just like, fuck out my way. <laughs> and he like, <laughs> he puts his crutch down on one of their foot and then the guy pulls the sword out and then he just looks at him like, bitch, try it. Mm-hmm. Even with like one leg and one arm, I'll still kill you. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Uh, Griffith yeah, all those foppish is, lords yeah. pulling their sword. Like, what you gonna do with that? Right. It's like, where were you at when I was fighting Zod? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Taking a sponge bath. Bitch. Yeah, because nobody <laughs> believes. Nobody believes they got their ass kicked that bad. Right. <laughs> Let alone by a demon. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, it was a demon, huh? Mm, maybe it was. A, perhaps it was a dog, and you're a little yeah. bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, then Guts is on his way to uh, go see Griffith. And Griffith is, of course, being surrounded by a bunch of nobles mm-hmm. while he's kind of just out of it in the bed. And they're mm-hmm. just taking advantage of his. They got free access. He can't run away. Yeah. Exactly. They're like, well, what about this? And uh, you're blah, blah, blah. Mm. Very uh, in-depth. <laughs> Very mm. in-depth description of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Trying to gain Gut- favor with him. He's, he's a rising star. Yeah. You know I mean, and he's a general in the army now, so. Right, and Guts is trying to get in there and talk to him, and Casca's like, not until the meeting's over. What the hell are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, whatever, I'm going. He throws a couple guards out the way, and then Casca puts her hand on his shoulder, and he turns around, she decks him right in the jaw. Blocks him good. Yeah, and she's like, why does he care so much about you? And I'm like, man, she's got a hard on for Griffith, man. 
Yeah, well, if you remember from the previous episode, one thing we didn't talk about is, you know, when Zod flies off, Casca and the rest of the gang show up, and all Casca sees is that Griffith almost died, and so she's like, that is Guts' fault. Right. Right? So she's just super pissed at him. Yeah, Casca's <laughs> a hater. I'm yeah. saying right now, she's a hater. But uh, then Guts and Griffith are talking, and the king of Midland shows up, mm. and he gives no fuck about tradition. His mm-hmm. brother is like, you don't need to talk to him. He's just a mercenary. And he's like, uh, I don't care. He's he's killing it right now, sir. Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything. And then uh, his daughter, Princess Charlotte, catches Griffith's eyes. He's like, who is that woman back there? Just out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. stuff like that just kind of takes me out. He's like, oh, oh it's who my is daughter, that? Charlotte. Get yes. over here. Right. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, she's real shy. Maybe it's because she's my only daughter. That she's that way, but you know, gotta go. Mm-hmm. He's like, Come on, honey. And then Charlotte trips and Griffith catches her, kind of mm-hmm. has her hand around her bosom a little bit. Looks like, well, around like, her, like her midsection, yeah. I yeah. mean, he, caught, he had to catch her from falling, but yeah, right. And but then the king's brother turns around, he's like, What are you doing touching the princess? And then he backhands the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then Guts is like, Hey, man, about to uh, get hype. And then yeah. Griffith's like, Back up, homie. Yep. He's like, my bad. <laughs> and yeah. just smiles and has blood coming down from his lip. <laughs> yeah. The way he looks at that general, like, chills his he's blood, like, too. He's like, my apologies. Yeah. Like, I'll he's fucking like, kill I'm you. I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see. Do-do-do. And that's pretty much it. The episode ends with uh, the enemy forces talking about this castle and how they've won so many battles. Because of the bridge and everything. Mm-hmm. And Guts and the gang are just preparing to take it. And then the episode fades. So okay. looks like we're going to get a nice big battle scene next episode that I'm excited to see. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I like this episode for inducing introducing some more of the politics. So you got the king who favors Guts. And he, of course, knighted him and brought him officially into the army instead of just as a mercenary band they were hiring previously. And you can see a lot of the nobles are not down with that, and they're cynically trying to get on Guts' good side, or not Guts, Griffith's good side, while talking shit about him. Guts is learning that Griffith already knows how to play this game, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, things are kind of being set in motion, and man, do they play off later on. So I'm excited to see what you think, you know, as we progress. So, yeah, a yeah, little, little, uh, this is what happens when we just go one episode at a time, but we kind of need to with this show, since mm-hmm. it, it's offset by my three episodes. All right. But yeah, yeah, a little movement there. Good stuff. Hey, are you still on disc one or disc two by now? I'm on disc two. Go back to disc one and watch the outtakes, the the voiceover outtakes. Oh, those outtakes? Okay, cool. Yeah, they're they're okay in the disc disc one, but they're pretty funny. But they get better and better as the voice actors get comfortable with each other. And then you'll never see certain scenes the same way again. Like, it's going to start to really crack you up. But they do a super cut of every episode on that disc. So don't watch the outtakes until you finish the disc. Okay. Uh, speaking of outtakes, when you finish Full Metal Alchemist, there's an entire outtakes from the entire show that they have on YouTube. Oh, cool. It's amazing. I'll have to check that out, too. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, so we, we get to episode 19, Death of the Undying. Hmm. So, Kane Fury manages to save Hawkeye, who was, uh, if you remember from the previous episode was being stared down by Gluttony, who was just healing all of the gunshot wounds she was inflicting on him. So they they come in and fight Gluttony together, and Gluttony's, like, standing at a window. Then Mustang shows up and just firebombs his ass, like, out the window. 
He thinks he killed him, but we all know how that goes with homunculi. Right. Alphonse actually also meets up with the group, and they pursue Barry, the chopper, that suit of armor whose soul, like, he used to be a, like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And Barry is chasing his actual body, which is animalistic, and is running to the third laboratory. Uh, then the group kind of splits into two teams. You got Mustang and Havoc, and they're ambushed by Lust, and Lust, like, stabs the shit out of both of them. And Mustang provides a pretty valiant effort against Lust, but she just kind of gets the better of him. Mm-hmm. Which she does this stupid anime thing where she's like, look here at my chest. She like opens it up and a philosopher's stone's embedded in her. This mm-hmm. is my core, my weak spot, if you will. Look at it, guys. Here's yeah. where you can kill me. My weak spot. So, <laughs> and he does actually, for to his credit, yank it out of her, but she grows back around it again. And that's how she gets the drop on him. Mm-hmm. It was a crazy fight. She said, maybe you should you should take a girl out to dinner first before stuffing your hand in her chest. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know if that's ever a time to do that, but okay. Yeah. Oh, so, real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. The last episode. Have you been seeing the end credit scenes on some of these episodes? No. Because some of them have end credit scenes. Yeah, I should probably watch that. Then. Yeah. So the previous episode, at the end of it, you see that Havoc's girlfriend, who's been he's been going on about, was Lust. Mm. Oh, well, I did disguise. see that. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I knew that. Okay. Yeah, no, I knew that. It, it, I mean, you could, when they have the scene with her, you could tell, but yeah. Um, so... Lust then moves on after mortally wounding Mustang and Havoc, and they're just bleeding out, and she confronts Barry, and just, Barry comes at her, but she uses her claws, boom, he's in pieces, yeah. yeah, and then she kind of reveals to Hawkeye and Alphonse that she killed Mustang, because uh, she talks about how he was going to be a, a quote-unquote good candidate for the sacrifice, mm-hmm. and this is mentioned about Alphonse, too, when she notices that he can transmute without a circle because he's seen the truth, or mm-hmm. whatever, and, of course, Edward falls in that category. And uh, Hawkeye just goes bananas and, like, just unloads Unload. every single firearm she has on Lust. Doesn't really do much, of course. And then well, right, she's, like, right, dead aiming. Oh, no, she's good. But uh, Lust just kind of takes it. And then right before Lust can then kill Hawkeye, Mustang appears. He well, actually... first, first, sorry. First, Alphonse gets in the way and has this badass still frame. Of him like cut up because lust cuts him up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, they yeah, both yeah. they both try to fight, and you're right. Like it's clear that lust is going to easily kill Alphonse too. Mm-hmm. You're right. So Mustang shows up. He actually used his fire alchemy to cauterize his wounds, and then so he dope. just incinerates lust, and he keeps doing it over and over. And of course, what we know about philosopher stones, the the manufactured ones, is they're finite. So he does it over and over and like and just cinders her down to the bone until finally her philosopher's stone gives out and it crumbles and she's dead. Yeah. So go ahead. My favorite line, because uh, <laughs> when she's fighting Mustang earlier, she's like, it's going to take a lot more than that to get me on my knees. And then <laughs> when he comes in and starts uh, lighting her on fire, he's like, looks like I get you on your knees after all. I was like, hey, Ooh. burn, burn, like sick burn, serious yeah. burn. Going to need some burn heal. <laughs> so Barry's uh, soul does survive on his blood seal, but then his human animal body kind of picks up the blood seal and rubs it out. And then they both die. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you shoot back to Edward. He returns to Resinbull where Winry and her grandmother live and where they're from. And he heads towards uh, Winry's residence and his father is there, Van Hanemheim. Uh He's visiting, I guess, the grave of his mother. Mm-hmm. 
and he's just like fucking asshole. And then right. the episode kind of ends. And then when you pick up on the next episode, episode 20, he argues with his father a bit and Hanaheim kind of says, you know, like I got I got to correct you, Hohenheim. Hohenheim, sorry. Yes. Hohenheim. He uh tells Edward you talk about how you've moved on or whatever, but why did you burn my house down? And he's like, because, you know, we're not looking back. He goes, no, you wanted to hide the evidence of the fucked up thing you did. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that really bothers Edward, of course. And then Hohenheim, before he leaves, he's talking to Pinnaco, which is Winry's grandmother. Mm-hmm. And uh, Edward's kind of like eavesdropping. But he mentions that the corpse that the they brought back when they were attempting to bring their mother back probably wasn't their mother and yeah edward's like well who the fuck so (laughs) then hohenheim leaves and he does warn pinocchio that something terrible is going to happen in a mistress and she needs to leave and pinocchio's like where the fuck am i supposed to go i gotta stay here yeah so and then edward and and pinocchio they go to the site where the their house was burnt down and they dig up the failed transmutation transmutation corpse and edward realizes that it is not their mother just by the hair color such a powerful scene. Yeah, it, uh, it was messed up. And immediately Edward goes and calls Master Azumi. Because if you remember, Azumi sacrificed parts of herself to bring back her baby. And that must have been a tough question to ask. But he was like, can you confirm that that child was actually yours? Right. And she's like, what? And she hangs up. <laughs> mm-hmm, just hangs up. And so he puts that thought in her. And then he returns to Edward returns to Central and reunites with Alphonse and Winry. And explains what what he discovered as far as like that they didn't bring their actual mother back, which brings a lot of uh, relief to Alphonse and Edward because they felt like they may have killed their mother a second time and, or brought her pain at least. But knowing that that actually wasn't their mother, like made them feel a little bit better. So Azumi calls Edward back and she confirms that the transmuter baby wasn't hers either. And it actually gives her great relief as well. And last scene you see is her like crying in her husband's arms. Edward Alphonse, Zumi, just appreciating that they didn't kill their loved one a second time. And this actually brings forth a suspicion Edward have that it's not possible to revive someone who's died. When you die, you're permanently dead. Mm-hmm. But he now thinks that he can go back to the gateway of truth where he lost his limbs and Alphonse lost his body. And that Alphonse's body might still be there and he can get it back. So they introduced that concept of him maybe getting back to the truth to retrieve Alphonse's body rather than transmutating a new one. Right. And then in episode 21, they talk about, well, if the body's still there, how does it get nutrients or rest? Wouldn't it be like decomposing? And then they muse that maybe Alphonse and Edward's soul had kind of fused or bonded during the experience. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Edward won't grow <laughs> or why he sleeps so much is because he's sleeping and eating for two. Yeah. It's like, so that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a theory they're proposing, which could be true. I don't know. Back in the hospital, Mustang kind of puts some clues together and he's starting to suspect that fewer Bradley could be cooperating with the homunculi. So he's getting there. Havoc reveals the lower half of his body is paralyzed because of where he got stabbed or injured by lust basically says hey i'm quitting the army move on without me mustang and you know kind of emphatically states that havoc is still needed and havoc is feeling pretty low about it so i don't know where that's going to go but uh scar during all of this actually returns to central uh the uh, ish fallen refugee and starts murdering alchemist again 
So when Edward and Alphonse hear about it, they, they know that they're needed by the homunculi to stay alive, and they concoct this plan to stand out so Scar knows that they're around, and Scar will attack Edward, and then that will cause the homunculi to show up, and then they can capture them, perhaps? Mm-hmm. So Ling and Lan Fon are still around, those people from the Jing country that do the uh, alkahestry. Alka yep. Mm-hmm. And they agree to help out because Ling is still looking for, you know, information on immortality. So he'll do whatever he can to help the Edward brothers if they can share. You know, he's really fascinated about Alphonse being bonded to a suit of armor. Mustang sends Greta to locate Marco only to find out that he's been kidnapped. Mm -hmm. Edward begins showboating in the streets. He does eventually lure out Scar. And the Edward brothers start to fight Scar. And Mustang then reports false information regarding Scar's whereabouts to confuse and stall the state military so that way they won't show up and shoot him before the homunculi appear. Gluttony does appear, but then is stopped by Lanfon. But then Bradley shows up. You're mm. Bradley. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and he goes to attack Lanfon and Ling, and it's not looking great. <laughs> so yeah. it kind of ends on that cliffhanger. I feel like the next episode is going to jump off a bit. Oh, yeah. But the fact that we're already killing off members of the homunculi, we've killed two homunculi so far. One of them kind of being a major player in Lust. We killed two? Yeah, because you got uh, Lust and Greed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, things are looking kind of hairy. One thing I want to ask, though, and I don't know it's just because I didn't get a good look at him. Ho Hohenheim looks a lot like Father, the leader of the uh, homunculi. Is yes, that he who he is? He looks a lot like him, yes. Okay. That's just something I'm supposed to know, but not know. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, is he really the same guy? And they're just like, yeah, obviously he is, or if it's some kind of coincidence. But I find that interesting. Yeah. But that's where we're at. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the thing that I love about the show. There's so many mysteries mm -hmm. that the, you know the answer to, or you know that might be a thing, but the characters don't know yet. And... Mm -hmm. The satisfying part is seeing the characters find out mm. about that stuff. But then there's also stuff that you have no idea what's going on. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really going to start ramping up here as if it hasn't already. Uh, episode mm. 19 was really the jump off point mm -hmm. for all the really big shit to start happening. So Yeah, no, all the players in this little drama are definitely tipping their hands and things are coming together. They're getting more and more confusing for those who aren't following closely. So right. <laughs> on these episodes, if you haven't seen the anime, I apologize. Right. <laughs> we're just we're going we're getting into it now. All right. Well, that I believe is our show. All right. Excellent. So uh, we're dropping this obviously on Sunday like we normally do. But keep an eye out also. And I'll be tweeting about it probably and maybe sharing it on Facebook. We're going to be guesting on call it like I don't see it and recording that tomorrow. I don't recall when they're going to drop the episode we record tomorrow, probably within a few days. So check us out there as well. And you can find uh, the Call It Like I Don't See It podcast by Googling them or going to at Call It Like I Don't See It. And usually they'll post like new episodes there as well. And you can find them where you can find us, typically Spotify and places like that. Yeah, it's going to be um, really fun. Definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. They have some really cool topics. We're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. Uh, who who has the better combos, the better movie, better this, better that. We're going to be talking about which video game character we think would best be able to, to run the country as president. <laughs> <laughs> and a few other things. So definitely tune into that if you're interested. 
And uh, if people are interested in finding you, Derek, out there, maybe uh, checking out some of your more recent pickups, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore, on Twitter at Goodies underscore more, and they can check out all my sweet pickups at eBay.com slash STR slash GamerGoodiesAndMore. Excellent. All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at MikePetersonAL. YouTube channel is MC Paper Stacks Plays, and that's where I drop all my Let's Plays. Um, I'm Twitch streaming again. Probably I'm going to go back to Twitch streaming on Monday. I'm still not feeling great, so I'm not going to stream tonight. But you can usually catch me Mondays at 9 doing Brawlers and Warriors games, uh, Fridays at 10 doing horror games, and then Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 8 doing my mainstream. Right now it's Hades. Pretty soon it'll be Miles Morales. And those are all Eastern times. Now we upload every Sunday. Uh, episode new episodes of our podcast and the hub is anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod you can find us on breaker google podcast overcast pocket cast radio public apple Podcasts, and again spotify and of course you can email us with any feedback comments questions or concerns at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com and if you're on facebook i have a local facebook gaming group that you can join facebook.com slash groups slash indie gamers and that's it that's the show all right Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see y'all next week. All right. Bye-bye. See you.